This is James Granstrom, and you're listening to the Super Soul Model Series. This podcast is designed to uplift and inspire you to making positive changes in your life. I have conversations about health, happiness, spirituality, and why adopting a positive and successful mindset will change your life for the better. Hello, and welcome to the James Granstrom Podcast Super Soul Model Series, where I help people tune and tap into their natural state of well being. Today's episode is why leaders need to learn how to meditate now more than ever. Welcome to the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, please take the time to support it by liking, subscribing and sharing the content with people who you think will benefit. And if you're returning to the podcast, please remember to leave it a review. I'm so appreciative for the people that leave their reviews. So thank you so, so much because it helps to support the show and allows it to grow. So are you a leader? Do people look up to you in any way, shape or form? Do you run a business? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you the head of the family? Are you a coach? Are you in social services? Are you in government? Are you in any way where you're managing lots of people? Because if you are managing and people are looking up to you, then they're going to be looking up to you for the solutions that you give them when times and challenges present themselves. And if you can't manage your energy or you manage your energy very poorly, what's going to happen is, is you're going to create an environment which causes more stress and anxiety and you won't be a cause for solution. You'll be adding to the problem and the chaos. If we look around at the world right now, we're going through unprecedented times. Post-pandemic, COVID has created all sorts of problems and challenges. We're looking at children being having to be homeschooled more of the time? Has that been causing disruptions at home? If we're looking at COVID, there's been problems caused by people now working at home, which might have put more pressure on relationships and not being able to go to the office. So where people now escaping the changes that the world has brought. If we're looking environmentally, there are more earthquakes, it seems, that are going on. And there are more issues politically and economically going on. So there's loads of pressure coming from all sorts of angles. Now, it seems more than ever. And so all this pressure has been mounting. And we are looking up to more and more leaders to help us find solutions to those challenges that we have. But this is why today's topic is so important, because today's topic, I'm going to highlight what happens to you, the individual, when you remain the same rather than evolve. And as you evolve your brain, as you evolve your states of awareness by implementing simple techniques every single day, what happens is is that your brain begins to change, your awareness begins to change, and your life begins to change, and so does the life around you begin to change. And we are looking to leaders now who are making a significant impact, being able to help navigate us through stormy waters, to help navigate us through the challenges that life's been presenting ourselves. And not everybody's always got a clear solution because we're often caught up in the problem. But what if what I share with you today is at least a process or a strategy that can lead to the solution? And that's what I'm wanting to help uh, awaken within you today. So if you're new to the podcast, listen into some of the things that I'm going to be sharing in today and make sure you stay to the end of the episodes so this really hits home with you. 
because once you understand why leaders need to meditate more now than ever, then you're going to want to implement it because otherwise you'll be just adding to the world that's not growing and evolving. You'll be adding to the world that's remaining stagnant. You'll be adding to the old world that's crumbling. And the greatest leaders have always been prepared to go above and beyond and challenge the status quo by becoming better human beings because you can't change the external without changing the internal. So did you know that once we're faced as a human species under threat, what happens is we begin to stimulate what is known as the amygdala in the brain. That is the survival aspect of your brain. Now, this is great when you're being chased by a lion or a tiger because it means you've got to get into action and you better get going and you better get safe. But it's not great if it's constantly active, if it's constantly being stimulated, because what it actually does is it creates more worst case scenario thinking, more negative thinking, more fearful thinking, more anxious thinking. That stimuli closes down other areas of the brain. It's almost as if you can't access other areas of the brain that are available. This this was me once upon a time. I used to be highly anxious. I used to have fearful thinking, always thinking worst case scenarios. Externally, I might have seemed quite positive and outgoing, but internally I was suffering. Now, when this happens and the amygdala is activated and goes on overdrive, what happens is the creative right-hand side of your brain is unavailable because you've got too much stimuli going to the amygdala. And that's hindering your ability to empathize, become more compassionate with other human beings, become more relatable. And the brain and the body is a veritable chemical factory producing more and more chemicals. So if you are experiencing lots of worry and anxiety, it almost creates more. And so the chemicals inside the body will produce more and more chemicals that are the same. And it will feel like you're in this cycle, this loop of lunacy that I've coined the phrase of, which is a never-ending cycle. And that was me once upon a time until I began to interrupt that pattern. And when we become under threat, when we become challenged, what happens is we become self-obsessed. And that self-obsession leads towards more negative behaviours and patterns. Now, a lot of the world is facing those challenges and patterns right now because as a human species, what we used to do, which was use this area of our brain for being chased by lions and tigers, we're finding cause and threat on the most small and seemingly insignificant scenarios that can wind us up, that can challenge us, that can make us feel under threat. And so when we feel those chemicals inside of our brain and we activate that amygdala, we're cutting off that creative side of our brain, the solution-orientated aspects of ourselves. So let's look at a few leaders that have meditated and learned to meditate that have created significant change in our lives. People like the Dalai Lama, who's always seen to be cheerful and happy, always empathizing and being compassionate with other people. He's got a huge following. And aside from that, he's a really decent human being and creates a lot of peace and harmony. Other people are people like Gandhi, who swore by be the change that you wish to see in the world because of his willingness to remain empathetic, compassionate to his, in, the Indian people and practiced non-violence. The British Empire left India 
because of this one man. If you're enjoying this episode, please remember to like, subscribe and share. Now, other people are people like Oprah Winfrey. Oprah was one of the first black ladies who had her own network show in the United States. And she was helping so many millions of people and viewers on her show by being compassionate and empathetic for some of the challenges that her guests were sharing on the Oprah Winfrey show. And she has continued to this day to make such an impact on people's lives because of her compassion and empathy for other human beings. And in doing so has created a fortune of wealth, but also created some incredible benevolence. And she swears by meditation. Another creator and businessman who's created something fantastic was Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs used to be a huge advocate of meditation because it helped him develop things like the iPod and the new Apple Mac computer. And it allowed him to really tap into his creative genius and be activate those different areas of the brain that allowed him to come up with some beautiful ideas that have helped millions of people all around the world. And another human being is Nelson Mandela, who practiced meditation after being locked up for like 25 years plus and managed to forgive the people that locked him up in the first place. And he helped a generation and helped end, for the most part, apartheid in South Africa. So look at the compassion and empathy that this little practice, that these incredible leaders do that have really changed the course of our lives and some countries' lives as a result. And another case study is Ariana Huffington of the Huffington Post. She had a meltdown where where she was working overtime and getting burnt out and realised that she wasn't taking care of herself. And so she realised and was told about meditation. And as she began to meditate, she began to become more in touch with herself, giving herself enough time and in doing so became much more compassionate and opened up the Huffington Post to leaving more space for wellness and well-being for readers to allow them to get in touch with themselves when challenges occur and how to deal with things. And that has created a beautiful space on the Huffington Post. And she wrote that in her book, Thrive. So all these case studies are showing that leaders that you may know of are using this self-care practice of just quietening the mind to create a space of inner peace. And in doing so, you're not over stimulating the amygdala, that area of your brain that's constantly under threat, constantly showing anxiety, fear-stricken thoughts, and narrowing the perspective of what's possible. Because when you learn to quiet the mind, what happens is the mind opens and solutions begin to present themselves. It's almost as if the blinkers are off and possibility opens. And so if you're a leader in any way, shape or form, learning how to incorporate this practice into your daily life can make such an incredible change and transformation in your life and the people that you're leading. And I've always said this, if people are looking up to you in any way, you're a tone setter. So are you setting the tone of fear, worry and anxiety? Or are you setting the tone of calm, confident and compassionate? Because as soon as you move to calm, confident and compassionate, you become more relatable. And people want to relate to people that may not be perfect. I'm not perfect. 
that I use this self-care practice every single day to allow me to be open to possibility, open my mind to creative solutions, open my mind to enjoy greater creativity. I'm the guy who didn't realize I could make music. And it was only when I began to meditate, I recognized I had this dormant skill of being able to make music. And I love making music and it brought me so much joy. It's one of my passions. And it's so fun to be able to be able to make music and play the ukulele and make electronic music. Whereas that wasn't possible before because I was only under threat. I was always anxious. I was always worried. So how would I be able to access this other area of my brain? And what I'm saying is just five minutes of meditation a day could change your brain health. It's actually scientifically shown that your brain health will improve through quieting the mind and meditation. And so am I potentially talking to a new Oprah Winfrey, a new Steve Jobs, a new Nelson Mandela, um, a new Ariana Huffington, a new Dalai Lama? Because somewhere inside of you, there is an area of your brain that's waiting to be accessed that can only be accessed once you learn to quiet the mind. And meditation is the way to do that. Within a short period of time of four months, I managed to become sober, change my diet and get my life on track. And that is not a long period of time when I was experiencing so much pain and suffering beforehand. And then shortly after that, I managed to discover my ability to create music, which I didn't have before. So that is why I'm saying meditation is so important because people will look up to you and you need to be able to be solution orientated, which won't happen if you're constantly feeling under stress or feeling anxious. Lots of people put on weight because they're overly anxious and they eat to comfort themselves. But once you start to learn to meditate and quiet your mind, what happens is you feel sustained by this natural feeling of energy, this natural source of energy that we're all attuned to and that you begin to tap into. And so food becomes a joy instead of a comfort. And so there's so many positives that comes out of being able to practice stilling the mind and quieting the mind. So if you're a leader and you're leading kids or you're in government or you're in social services or you're a parent or you run your own business, people at some point are looking up to you. Now, are you that stress head or are you calm, confident and compassionate? Because you become far more relatable, you will become far more productive and you'll enjoy your life more and you'll enjoy greater relationships by becoming more relatable. I'm not saying perfect, but more relatable. And we all relate to each other by realizing that there's an aspect of ourselves of that will be challenged, but also realizing there are strategies to help us come back to our center again, to help us find equilibrium again. I know that everything I share on these podcasts are because when I've been challenged and I've been way off my center, it's been so great to come back to my center again and find that joy and feel that joy again. Because when you're experiencing real challenge, you know, in my case with my father dying and, and relationship issues and money issues, as soon as you come back to your center again, you're like, I find a new creative solution about how to come back. And we're all on the comeback and we all want to come back to our center again. And that's why we love the comeback stories, because it's about us regaining our foothold in who we are. And if anything in this podcast has resonated with you today, 
please remember to give it a like, subscribe and share. And if you've got any questions about meditation, feel free to DM me at Instagram at James Granstrom. And if you don't know how to meditate already and you want to learn how to meditate, make sure you head over to my website and get my free meditation course, which is seven ways to meditate in seven days. That will show you your sensory primer and there's a meditation in there for you that you can begin to practice and get going. When you silence your mind for a minimum of five minutes a day, you will change your brain health, which will also improve so many other aspects of your life, like reducing anxiety. Stop that fear spreading inside of your mind. It will make you become more optimistic. It will make you become happy. You'll become more creative. You'll have more fun. You'll experience more compassion and empathy. And dare I say it, you might even tune into who you really are and tap into your soul a little bit more often. And that's when the fun really begins. So anyway, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I hope you've got a lot of value from it. And I always love to hear your comments. So feel free to tag me in a story or a post on Instagram at, at James Grastrom. I will be delighted to get back to you with any questions that you may have or your main takeaway from today's episode. Now, until the next episode, I wish you a wonderful week ahead and green lights all the way. <laughs>